You're listening to the ACOG District 2 podcast series, Let's Connect, where we create connections with our patients, our communities, and each other. Hello, I'm Dr. David Gary. I serve as the co-chair of ACOG District 2 Task Force on Opioid Use Disorder in Pregnancy. And I am pleased to be joined today with Dr. Kelly Ramsey, who is Chief of Medical Services at the Office of Addiction Services and Support, also known as OASIS, and Maria Morris-Groves, who's the Director of Women and Family Services at OASIS. I'm very happy to have them here today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. We're glad to be here. So I I wanted to uh, ask the two of you, if you could please share with the audience uh, some points that OBGYNs in New York should know about OASIS and how they can support their patients. Sure, I'll get us started. So OASIS, for those of you who aren't familiar, is the single uh, state agency responsible for overseeing the addiction prevention treatment and recovery system in New York State. So we strive for a person-centered approach when working with individuals, families, and communities impacted by substance use disorder. A patient-centered approach means that patient care is individualized and centered on the goals which the patient seeks to achieve while in care. So persons anywhere along the entire continuum of care, wherever they are at in their pathway and with respect to their substance use fit into this model, which promotes low threshold care crafted to decrease harm that the person may be experiencing due to their substance use. A person-centered trauma-informed non-stigmatizing approach, including the use of person-centered language is the best way to engage persons in care. Thank you, Dr. Ramsey, and I 100% agree, especially about the point that language matters. I found that using non-stigmatized language and helps with communication with patients and keeps them in care and helps them to have a healthy lifestyle. I agree. We also want you to know that pregnant persons are a priority population. That means that treatment providers must ensure timely access to treatment for all pregnant persons. To find a treatment provider near you, go to findaddictiontreatment.ny.gov. If a treatment provider cannot accommodate a pregnant person's needs, then they must provide a warm linkage of care to a provider that can accommodate their need. I agree. It's extremely important uh, to help pregnant persons navigate the system which can sometimes be difficult. And providers have the resources of OASIS to help them to find a provider that can help the patient have a healthy and positive pregnancy. So I'm gonna move into our next point. So we support universal screening. So again, not risk-based screening because often we're not very good assessors of risk. So we recommend universal screening of all pregnant persons for substance use and or substance use disorder. And this should be conducted using a validated verbal screening with verbal consent of the patient. We do not recommend using a urine toxicology screening as a urine toxicology screening just demonstrates a moment in time and does not give you the story of what is going on really with the patient. Um, We also recommend that when you screen patients, again, with a validated verbal screening, that this is used for clinical purposes only to inform your care with the patient before you. Remember that substance use and or substance use disorder in and of itself is not an indicator of child abuse, maltreatment, or neglect. 
Yes, that is very true. And again, I'll just reiterate that a positive urine toxicology does not equal a substance use disorder, but simply that the substance may be used, have been used, or may be a false positive. And I also want to say that it's very important to just, when, when screening patients, ask permission to discuss their substance use disorder. I find it to be quite beneficial to establish trust between myself and the patient when discussing what they are possibly using. I completely agree with you. And I think that's another thing to remember is that we have to build trust with our patients. Trust doesn't just automatically happen, particularly if someone who is pregnant um, or and or a parenting person who has substance use disorder and has been perhaps uh, or had a bad experience with the treatment system previously or the healthcare system generally previously they're less likely to be forthcoming and less likely to just trust you. You really have to listen to people respectfully, non-judgmentally for them to share their story with you. So the next point I wanted to make was about medication use. So the use of medication, and specifically I'm talking about methadone or buprenorphine in pregnant persons for any opioid use during pregnancy and or for opioid use disorder is the standard of care. So pregnant persons using opioids do not need to meet DSM-5 criteria for opioid use disorder in order for you to recommend medication for opioid use disorder, or MOUD, during pregnancy. Um, both methadone and buprenorphine are safe for breastfeeding. And another point that I think is very important to make with your patients is that the, uh, not only is this a safe option for um, pregnancy and for breastfeeding, but the dose of methadone or buprenorphine that the pregnant person takes does not correlate with the possibility of the uh, infant being diagnosed with NAUS or our neonatal opioid withdrawal syndrome. So it's very important to dose the pregnant person to the dose in which they are comfortable not experiencing any opioid withdrawal symptoms and they're not having opioid cravings. Yes, thank you. And I agree with the, as far as breastfeeding is concerned, a common question I get as an obstetrician is, should I be breastfeeding? Is this something that should be done in pregnant, uh, after I deliver with I'm on this medication? And we know how much medication actually gets into breast milk, which is very, very little, but the bonding experience and uh, the experience for both mother and child have shown that it, that it improves outcomes and improves care uh, for, the, for both mother and baby. I 100% agree. The final point that we'd like to leave you with today is a reminder that recovery is possible. OASIS believes there are multiple pathways to recovery and has a variety of community resources, including peers with lived experiences to help people find their path to their individualized recovery plan. So thank you for having me. I appreciate the time today. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it. Well, thank you to both of you, um, Dr. Ramsey and Maria uh, Morse Groves. I appreciate your time. And I just want to say that I have personally found Oasis to be quite helpful. Uh, their resources are excellent and I'm happy to have at least spoken to you today and share all of this with the OBGYN community at large. So thank you. That's five. Until next time, stay connected, stay engaged, and visit us on our website at www.acogny.org for more in our podcast series.